Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. We begin a new book of the Bible today. It's commonly referred to as Song of Solomon or Song of Songs. Now, this book was written by King Solomon. He is the traditional author, and it's never really been extensively disputed. The date of the writing is somewhat um, flexible because it was, if it was written by Solomon or spoken by Solomon, it was spoken in the 10th century. We don't know at what point it was penned and at what point it became commonly circulated. It's called Solomon's Song of Songs. In other words, this was his favorite love song. Whether it was published for general review during his lifetime or it was resurrected by some later redactors, we just don't know. But it is poetry and it's wisdom literature. The Song of Songs means ultimate song or greatest song. And as I said, it just may have been his personal favorite. Remember, the guy had 700 wives and 300 mistresses, concubines. So uh, he probably had a lot of love songs. But this is reportedly his, um, his favorite or the ultimate. Some believe this is the most beautiful love song that was ever penned. But there are other views. And so it could be a poetic view of marital love and romantic affection. That's one view. It could have been written as an allegory between the love of, of the love of God and Israel. So the love affair between God and Israel. Or it could be that it's an allegory between the love of Jesus and his church, the bride of Christ. Of course, all three things could be true or some composite, but you can look at it different ways. For the Christian listeners, I'm going to try and focus on Song of Solomon presenting a prophetic picture of the Lord's love for his people and uh, it providing us with a parable of the Bride of Christ analogy. And so this unusual book um, tells an unusual story. It has three different um individuals or groups of individuals that speak, and it's like a a multi-act play. And so one of the characters is the beloved, or the Shunammite, or Shulamite. Now this um, beloved Shulamite is believed to have been Abishag of Shunam, who was a, a young lady that David had in his elderly years that took care of him, essentially his nurse, but she was very intimately involved with David. Apparently, she slept in the bed with him to keep him warm and these kind of things. And uh, one of Solomon's brothers had desired to marry her. And Solomon said that was tantamount to the man asking for the kingdom. In other words, this woman had been considered almost David's wife. But this Abishag of Shunem may, in fact, be the beloved Shulamite, whoever she was. Uh, the king loved her, and the king is portrayed as uh, the lover or King Solomon or the king. And um, uh, I'll refer to those characters as we go. Then there's a group of characters, alternately referred to as the friends or the daughters of Jerusalem. This group of people make comments as well. And so we'll go through some of this. I'll try to point out who's speaking at the various times. It's a little bit tricky. You know, I have lots of versions of the Bible and lots of commentaries, and there is a little disagreement on certain verses, who's saying what, but I'll do my best. So let's go with Solomon's Song of Songs, chapter 1. 
Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is more delightful than wine. Pleasing is the fragrance of your perfumes. Your name is like perfume poured out. No wonder the young women love you. Take me away with you. Let us hurry. Let the king bring me into his chambers. We rejoice and delight in you. We will praise your love more than wine. How right they are to adore you. Dark am I, yet lovely, daughters of Jerusalem. Dark like the tents of Kedar, like the tent curtains of Solomon. Do not stare at me because I'm dark, because I'm darkened by the sun. My mother's sons were angry with me and made me take care of the vineyards. My own vineyard I had to neglect. Tell me, you whom I love, where you graze your flock and where you rest your sheep at midday. Why should I be like a veiled woman beside the flocks of your friends? If you do not know, most beautiful of women, follow the tracks of the sheep and graze your young goats by the tents of the shepherds. I liken you, my darling, to a mare among Pharaoh's chariot horses. Your cheeks are beautiful with earrings, your neck and strings of jewels. We will make you earrings of gold, studded with silver. While the king was at his table, my perfume spread its fragrance. My beloved is to me a sacket of myrrh resting between my breasts. My beloved is to me a cluster of henna blossoms from the vineyards of Engedi. Oh, how beautiful you are, my darling. Oh, how beautiful. Your eyes are doves. How handsome you are, my beloved. Oh, how charming. And our bed is verdant. Our beams of our house are cedars, and our rafters are made of firs. And so the Shulamite speaks. She says, Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is more delightful than wine. Pleasing is the fragrance of your perfumes. Your name is like perfume poured out. No wonder the young women love you. And so these are the the opening words of the Shulamite. And then the friends, or the daughters of Jerusalem, respond. They say, We rejoice and delight in you, we will praise your love more than wine. So notice the, the pronoun, we. Shulamite uh, responds, How right they are to adore you. Of course, she's speaking to the shepherd Solomon, king. How right they are to adore you. Dark am I, yet lovely daughters of Jerusalem. Dark like the tents of Kedar, like the tent curtains of Solomon. Do not stare at me because I'm dark, because I'm darkened by the sun. My mother's sons were angry with me and made me take care of the vineyards. My own vineyard I had to neglect. Let me just stop right there. This um, reference to taking care of uh, the vineyards of others and neglecting her own vineyard. Some have pointed out that prophetically this speaks of perhaps doing the work of the kingdom and neglecting your own devotional life with the Lord himself. I like that interpretation. I, I certainly, we can use that and apply it. But let me, let me read these words again. They made me take care of the vineyards, and my own vineyard I had to neglect. 
So friends, we don't want to be about the work of the ministry and neglect our own lives with Christ. The shepherd Solomon speaks in verse 8. He says, if you do not know, most beautiful of women, follow the tracks of the sheep and graze your young goats by the tents of the shepherds. I liken you, my darling, to a mare among Pharaoh's chariot horses. Your cheeks are beautiful with earrings, your neck with strings of, of jewels. We will make you earrings of gold studded with silver. And the Shulamite responds, she said, While the king was at his table, my perfume spread its fragrance. My beloved is to me a sacket of myrrh resting between my breasts. My beloved is to me a cluster of henna blossoms from the vineyards of Engedi. And then Solomon responds, How beautiful you are, my darling. How beautiful. Your eyes are dove's eyes. And then the Shulamite speaks in the closing verses. How handsome you are, my beloved. Oh, how charming. And our bed is verdant. The beams of our house are cedars and rafters. our rafters are firs. And so as I'm wrapping this up, I want to point you to a, a book. I did not write this book. But there's a book by my friend, the late Wade E. Taylor, called The Secret to the Stairs. And in this book, Wade expounds on the Book of Song of Solomon. It is really one of the best books uh, that I'm aware of that's ever been written about the Song of Solomon. And so he focuses on uh, different confessions that the bride makes, showing her progression of maturity throughout the book. And so early on, there's no confession in this first chapter, but he comes up with the first one, the first confession of her maturity and her love for the bridegroom in the second chapter. But more on that. But Wade identified a prayer in Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 4. In the King James, it reads, Draw me, and we will run after you, or run after thee. Wade said that that is one of the most powerful prayers in the Bible. And if you, if you receive it like he interpreted it, like he taught it, I'll have to agree with him because if we pray to the Lord, draw me and then I'll respond and run after you, that is indeed a powerful prayer. It's short, that draw me, once again, my friend, the late Wade Taylor used to say, the shortest prayer in the Bible is draw me. But it's contingent upon that commitment to run after him, run after the Lord when he does indeed draw us deeper. So I want to pray that over myself and over you now as we close. Lord, I pray for myself and for my friends that you would draw us, draw us into a deeper place of loving relationship with you. Indeed, let us look at the Song of Solomon as a love song to us from you. Help us, Lord, draw us and we will commit to run after you all the days of our lives and all the days of eternity. Draw us deeper and deeper, day by day, moment by moment. We love you. We want to love you more and know you better. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net 
or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.